Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, thank you for tuning in to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle, and I am One Organized Mama. Episode 72, 10 of my best party planning tips. Now, this episode is coming right smack dab in the middle of the holiday season. We just finished Thanksgiving, and we're headed into Christmas slash Hanukkah. And super excited. I love this time of year. I love to host. I love to entertain. I love having friends and family over. Now, that being said, last week for Thanksgiving, we actually traveled out of state to Florida and were hosted by some wonderful, very sweet friends of ours. And so I wanted to give a special shout out and thank you to my friend, Melissa, because it was the first time that probably in many, many years, I actually couldn't count back how many years that I didn't have to plan, shop, prepare, cook, and do all the cleanup. Um, She took care of a majority of it, and I was just there to be the helper. And it was actually a very relaxing Thanksgiving because then I could take a nap while everyone else was watching football. So super thankful to have a wonderful friend who's also a wonderful host. Now, that being said, I wanted to start off this podcast with this note. It is my mission to dispel a lot of the misconceptions of what being organized is. So many people out there, especially those in the mainstream of this industry, focus mostly on the home. Like if your home is organized, then you're an organized person. Well, I am an outlier because I do not believe that. I know a lot of people who have a very beautifully organized home, but they are very disorganized in a lot of areas of their life. And so I wouldn't necessarily just automatically say they're organized and this person is not. Well, I want you to take away from listening to my podcasts, from listening to my message is this. There are a lot of different ways to be a very organized person. And you can be organized in specific areas of your life, and you can be the hot mess express in other areas and still be an organized person or have organization superpowers, like is what I like to call them. So I know I have a lot of professional organizers that are just starting out in the industry that listen to this podcast. And I wanted to let you guys know that if one of your superpowers is hosting or entertaining, this is definitely a service that you can add to your business. This is something that I actually did when I was working as a professional organizer in with one organized mama here in Las Vegas, Nevada. I actually helped a lot of clients with a lot of different occasions and events, birthday parties, weddings, um, graduation, a funeral I did help with one time, um, a baby shower. So 
being organized in this area could actually really benefit your business and you can probably build a business on it. So I just wanted to kind of give you that insight and let you know because I know sometimes when you're starting out and you're creating a professional organizing business, sometimes it's only focused on the home and there's actually a lot of different things that you can do in this industry. So just wanted to throw that out there to you. So let's get started with my tips. So let's start with tip number one for party planning, and that is to keep it simple and specific. So what do I mean by that? I reached a point, so I'm usually in our friends and family circles, the one that is happy to host. It's for the most part, I'm actually happy to do that unless and until people start taking me for granted or having the expectation that like, well, you're going to, you're going to take care of that. Right. And I'm like, well, hold on a second. You know, I I've been hosting the, you know, last five or 10 times, maybe it's someone else's turn. So the way that I learned to combat that was this, I actually learned to start making my gatherings really specific and very small. And I almost, or I do this with like almost coming up with like a theme in my head. So for instance, if I just want to make some fajitas and margaritas and have a few friends over, I actually just invite a few people that I know that would enjoy a margarita and some fajitas and that maybe I would just enjoy their company. So instead of inviting everyone all of the time, I just keep it really simple and small. And once in a while, we'll throw kind of a big gathering. But I'll be honest, over the years, those are some of the ones that I don't always enjoy the most because I feel like I'm kind of pulled in a lot of different directions. And I just, it's just not as enjoyable to me. So for instance, another theme would be my husband is a huge English soccer fan or English football. And so this past summer, there was a very big game going on for England. And so we just created a little party. We were like, hey, whoever wants to watch the game, we send it, sent it out to a few friends that we knew would enjoy watching. And I made some food and everybody came over and enjoyed the football game. So that's what I'm saying. You don't have to expand to everybody. You don't have to get super crazy, super fancy with your theme. Um, But just kind of keep it simple, keep it very specific. So that way you can enjoy the party so that you can enjoy the company of your friends and your family that you've invited over. So keep it simple and keep it small. Tip number one. Now tip number two is all about that invitation. Here's what you need to know about inviting people to your home. And you should do an invitation. Again, doesn't mean you need to go in Canva, although I will say Canva is super wonderful for this because you can just create an invitation and then text it out to people. But with the invitation, this is your opportunity to set expectations for your party or your event. This is when you obviously let people know what time to show up and what time to leave. So the way that you do that is, for instance, I'm doing a kid party um, 
this Christmas. And so I'm going to put on invitation five to nine. So people know, come pick up your kid by nine o'clock. Now in January, my husband and I decided to do like a grown up only party for his birthday. And on that invitation, I'll probably put a time like come anytime after 630. So it's a little bit more open ended where people don't feel like they have to be here right at 630. It's going to be more of an open house style. So setting the time for when people want you want people to arrive and when you want people to leave is important to to put on that invitation. Also, kids or no kids. So again, on an invitation, I always make sure to let people know families welcome, kiddos welcome. Um, I'll let them know, um, of course, if uh, if it's a grown-up only or an adult-only party, definitely something that I want noted on the invitation. So this is not something that I normally do, but um, I've been invited to a lot of parties, and it's the what to wear. So for instance, uh, we just passed Halloween, and I got invited to a handful of parties and did not attend one because... I just, Halloween's not my thing. Um, My husband, it's almost impossible to get him to agree to dress up for a Halloween party. So we just politely declined the invitations. But I knew that if I went to that party and I didn't dress up, then I was going to make it a kind of a fool of myself. So they made it very clear that costumes were definitely uh, required, I guess, if you will, at the door. But again, I know for the holiday season, a lot of times people like to do like the ugly sweater Christmas parties or just a lot of different fun things. So it's also if you think about it like for a formal event or occasion, like for instance, a wedding, what is the dress code? Is it formal? Is it casual? Is it cocktail attire? Kind of give people an idea of what to expect and and what they should wear to your party. Also, what do you want people to bring? Are you providing everything? Then you would want to put on their dinner provided or lunch provided. I went to a birthday party recently that was for kids and they did the time, I think it was like two to four, and they just did cupcakes and and cookies. So it was like, you knew feed your kid lunch before they go to this party and get like a massive sugar rush. So it's a great opportunity, again, to set the expectations for the party. Do you want people to bring food? Definitely put it on there. One of the kid parties that we're doing is because we're hosting a foreign exchange student from Spain And so she and I have been chatting and I was like, let's do a party with the foreign exchange students and we'll invite a couple of friends over and everybody can bring something from their country and or culture that they would be um, having at the holiday season. And a lot of these kids are homesick this time of year. So it's a great way for them to share something very special from their country and culture um, with others. And so... On the invitation, we'll definitely note that, that everyone brings something. And then the my American friends, um, I will encourage them to bring something as well. So everybody knows when they walk through the door, have something in hand to share with the rest of the party. And what about alcohol? Like if, you know, is it BYOB? Is it... 
you know, is there going to be alcohol there? I have, you know, a couple of friends that if there is, they don't drink. And so if it's a a party or an event that has alcohol, they may wish to decline the invitation. So you may want to kind of let people know, um, should they bring something? Should they contribute? I'm a big one, like alcohol is expensive. (laughs) I'll have a couple of, I'll have a few options for you. But otherwise, if you are very, very specific, then I invite you to definitely bring your own drinks. So that's tip number two, set the expectations with your invitation. Now, number three, tip number three, hire helpers. Now, again, this is something that I did for One Organized Mama. I actually had... um, quite a few jobs and I'm actually thinking back through it with my team of organizers. I had a few of them that really did enjoy this. And for instance, uh, one of my organizers, she used to help at dinner parties. So she was just there to sort of like help set everything up, set the table, um, kind of get the food out, pour the wine. And she was always actually invited to join in at the uh, dinner party and have dinner with the uh, clients. So that was a pretty cool experience for her. Um, But this is, again, something that is actually not a bad idea to hire a little bit of help to put, especially if it's a big event or it's a momentous event. Um, This past spring, I, my, the same day that my aunt, uh, of my aunt's funeral, we had a lot of family in town. And so it's just sort of expected, again, that we'll, have something um, at our home because we just have the kid-friendly home. And again, it's easy for me to do it. So the day of the funeral, um, we got notice, unfortunately, that my father was passing away out of state. So I scrambled because I was kind of like, wow, dealing with a lot that week. And I actually just hired my daughter's best friend. I paid her to just go run the errands for me because we had a funeral And then I had this other sort of big thing going on, obviously, um, tragic thing in my in my day that day. So I was like, you know what, let's just keep kind of things rolling for everybody because it's a really hard time for everyone. And so I actually hired her. She was bless her heart. So sweet. And she ran some errands for me. While we were at the funeral, she came over to my house, set everything up so that when we arrived in and walked in the door, everything was done. And it really gave me peace of mind because I wanted to be together with my family and I didn't want people to feel super awkward. They didn't know if they should come to my home or not come to my home. So it actually took a lot of stress actually off my shoulders because I just let them know, yeah, come, still come and let's remember our our loved ones um, on this day and just spend time together as a family. So that was actually a really, really great um, lesson for me is to just hire somebody. It doesn't necessarily need to be a party planner. It can just be someone that's sort of a helper that can come by, give you an extra set of hands. If you have a lot of people coming over, um, it's okay to hire somebody to come help you with cleanup maybe the next day. That's always something too, just to take some of the stress off of your shoulders. So definitely hire helpers out there and my pro organizers out there. If this is something that is in your wheelhouse, put it out there as a service to offer. 
you will be surprised at how many people are like, yes, I, I would definitely hire someone to um, help me out with a party or a different event. All right, tip number four, set up zones. So you know how I talk about the four steps of organizing. Number one, declutter and sort. Number two is create a zone. And by creating a zone for everything, it means everything kind of has a place where it belongs. So I want you to think of the same thing when it comes to planning a party and organizing the party. If I'm throwing kind of a bigger party, the zones are kind of getting set up the day before. So I'm sort of mapping out. I have the tables, the foldable tables um, in my garage and extra chairs. So I'm sort of thinking like this is maybe where the presents will go or this is I did a, a candy a candy bar theme for my daughter's graduation party. So I had all different kinds of containers and bags and the kids could scoop out candy and put them in their bags. So I sort of had an idea of where that was going to go. Um, once upon a time, I learned the hard way to keep the alcohol sort of separate from regular drinks. When one of my children, when they were younger, I made a big thing of sangria and they, one of my back was turned, thought it was juice, poured it in a cup and said, this juice tastes like hot lava. And so I had a panic attack and moved the sangria out of reach of small children. But you can make up a lot of different zones as far as how you want your home like to flow during the party. Um, you can have a dessert table, like an area where all the desserts are set up. And one of the most popular zones I've ever, ever created was a kid zone. So I have someone in my family who loses his mind when children serve themselves. He can't stand it. He thinks up until you're like 13 or 14, you should have a parent serve you. And he doesn't like to go after kids who've served themselves. It just grosses him out, I guess. So what I did and I try to do from time to time is I'll just set up a smaller table off to the side and I'll put some like quote unquote like kid friendly foods on that table, but I'll also sort of put different things that we're eating as adults and maybe put them in a different container and the kids can kind of serve themselves. Um, and so it keeps like little hands and maybe just, you know, the adults who sort of like skeeve out on kid germs or whatever. It keeps them happy. So kind of zone like a different uh, kid's area. Also with the kid zone on a separate note, like if your kid is a type of kid when you go to a barbecue or party and then you get in the car and they're starving because they didn't eat anything, it's great to have a kid zone because you can remind your kid like go serve yourself. Like this is dinner. Go eat. Now is your chance to eat. Like we're not stopping at McDonald's on the way home. Go eat. So it kind of gives kids that um, freedom and autonomy to to go ahead and um, serve themselves. But also, quick note on the zoning, here's something, again, from hosting a lot of different parties that I have learned. It's okay to zone your house and to keep kids in different areas. So when my my kids would it would drive them nuts like when we'd have friends over and stuff that brought kids and their new toys would get destroyed or whatever just have a bin in one area of your home or something maybe where kids can kind of play toys with the toys or the games or different stuff like that 
So you can sort of zone to keep people, you know, in the areas of your home that you want. All right, I'm actually going to skip ahead because I just realized that tip number seven should really be tip number five because this follows on what I'm talking about when it comes to creating zones. Don't clean everything in your house. Your house doesn't have to be completely spotless. Again, look at your home and what rooms are people going to be in your home? Maybe they're just going to be in your backyard. So you just need like your backyard and one bathroom clean. And don't really worry about the rest of the house. I know this from personal experience when people, (laughs) I drive my, I've driven my family crazy, freely, freely admit this, with feeling like my house has to be absolutely clean or spotless. And then especially if you have a party that involves a lot of people or a lot of children or just messy adults, and you you realize like, oh my gosh, our house is a disaster when everyone leaves. So I've sort of learned over the years to not stress about it. I don't have to clean my entire home. And again, I sort of set expectations. We have a two-story home. And if there's children coming to my home that I'm maybe not as familiar with, or maybe, for instance, there's big age spreads, we have little, little, littles to maybe teenagers, I kind of put like a a notice, like no one's going upstairs. Um, Or maybe if I don't know the families as well, I just sort of kind of wrangle everyone. I'm like, hey, just so you guys know, everyone's downstairs no one's going upstairs. And it also just takes off that stress. I don't have to worry about the upstairs. I don't have to worry about someone's going to go up there and use a restroom or whatever. Or again, my kids are going to have kids that they don't know playing with their toys or in their bedrooms or their personal spaces. So don't hesitate. It's a wonderful gesture to invite people in your homes. And you can say it in a super polite way, like, our stairs are near our front door. So we'll, as I'm opening the door, I just kind of let people know like, hey, just so you know, no kids upstairs. I think a lot of parents sort of appreciate that too um, because then they don't have to go chasing through someone's home and trying to find their kid and feel super awkward. So it's okay to, again, set the expectations, kind of let people know where in your house that they're welcome to enjoy themselves. So you don't have to worry about cleaning everything and making sure every square inch of your home is perfect. Do the majority of the cleaning after. You're going to have probably a big mess on your hands the next day. And again, hire a helper. Hire someone to help you out. All right. So we jumped around a bit. So I'm going to go back to what would be now tip number six. Focus on the food. Feed your people. Feed your guests. Feed people when they come to your house. I think that there is nothing worse than leaving a party and being starving and having to hit McDonald's on the way home. I was at an event. um, I was sort of like a helper slash guest several years ago, and it was a pretty big event. I don't want to give away details just in case somebody would be listening to this that would recognize this event. But it was it was a, a an event um, that, like I said, I think it was like maybe four hours long, and the host spent the most amazing amount of time decorating. It was one of the most beautiful events I've ever seen. It was like walking into just like this wonderland almost, but there was not any food. There was a snack and one type of drink that you could get. 
So one type of snack, which is not a filler snack, and I don't even want to tell you what it is in case they put two and two together, but I'll just tell you this. It was not a snack that was meant to be filling in any way, shape, or form. And again, one type of drink for the guests to choose from. So I heard some grumblings. Like I said, I was hired to be one of the helpers at this event and um, heard some grumbling from a few husbands that said, where's the food or when's the food coming? And so I think it's actually really important for you to just feed people. If you're putting on an event, I'll be honest, I really do feel like that people will remember two things from any party, any event. It's how you made them feel and the food. And if you kind of think about it, like, do you remember the decor or the decorations from different events or parties or weddings that you've been to? I mean, I don't. And maybe that's because that's just not the kind of host that I am. But I will say this, make people feel comfortable. People will stay longer if you want them to stay longer. If you don't, then maybe, yeah, you just feed them the one snack and the one type of drink and, and hope that they, um, that they may, you know, head out. But as far as when it comes to food, you don't have to do everything yourself. Potluck is okay. And I might be an outlier on this, but I love a good potluck. I know a lot of people don't like potlucks, but I actually really enjoy a potluck. I'm like, I love tasting different foods that people make or learning different recipes. So I'm a big one when it comes to potlucks. And I'm always happy to bring something to someone's home that I'm invited to, to share just to help, again, take the heat, take the stress off the host and go and enjoy the time spent with the people. Because that's ultimately what events and parties and occasions are all about. It's more about the time that we spend together. And so I think it's important just to make sure everyone feels super comfortable. But there's nothing wrong with ordering pizza. If you have a Costco near you, their pizzas are fantastic. They're like 10 bucks each and they feed a ton of people. So feed your guests. And that's one of the things that will make you stand out as a wonderful host. Okay, number seven, keep the decor simple. And again, maybe decor is your thing. Totally. I mean, that's awesome. Generally speaking, decor is not my thing. And here's sort of one of the the reasons why. Number one, it can be really pricey. Number two, it can be a little too trendy. Number three, it takes up a lot of room to store. So when it comes to decor, I like to keep things simple. When I go and buy like table linens, like um, different things for hosting, like I said, I have a lot of those um, folding tables. I like to put tablecloths over them. I generally keep my color scheme. So when I buy things, I generally only buy red, white, black, gold, and silver. So I think I've talked about this in another podcast episode before when it comes to like hosting, like obviously like I can mix and match those colors to fit just about any kind of party or theme that I'm doing. But again, the tablecloths are just to cover the tables. I think mason jars are phenomenal. I think that they are great. You can use them as vases. You can use them as dessert containers. You know, you can keep glass things. So I like a lot of um, just plain glass serving dishes or just white. So I keep things very, very simple. 
And then you can kind of add in a few little things. I think candles are wonderful. So I have a lot of votive candle holders that I'll put out on tables. And if I'm feeling super fancy, I'll go and pick up some flowers at the store to add to some table decor or something. But for the most part, again, keep it simple. Decorating is definitely something that I would encourage you to do the day before, the night before the party or the event. Just make sure the tables are covered um, and show some of your home, your personality, your style. So take some things from your home and add them on the tables um, or add them throughout the different areas of your home where guests will be. But just keep it really simple. Don't stress out about it. Again, unless it's like your thing, you're like the decorating queen, that's super awesome. Um, Still go for it, man. Like if that's your thing, just make sure that you're feeding your guests, putting a little bit of thought into your food, not just your decor to keep happy guests. Okay, so where are we at? Are we back in number eight? It sure looks like it. Okay, so tip number eight. I... Try to limit single-use plastic and waste. So <laughs> this is something that like I, I, I have a hard time just throwing away stuff. I'm not a big fan of plastic water bottles. Um, I wish I could just use all like glass cups and containers and stuff, but I know that's not always realistic for every party. But it does kind of like drive me a little nuts. So I actually don't buy... If you come to my house and you see water bottles, somebody else bought them. It's very kind of unusual for me to go and buy water bottles um, because I just think they're a huge waste. I think they're terrible, terrible for the environment. I think they're a huge waste because if you've thrown a party with water bottles, nobody knows. No one keeps track of their water bottle. And I'm like, wow, I spent all this money and there's you know, 18 water bottles lying around my house with like one or two sips out of it. So it drives me absolutely bonkers. I live in the desert. We're in a water shortage. We're always in a water shortage. And then I have to take those water bottles out and pour them on the bushes in my front yard. I really do that or put them in my dog's water bowl. So I don't like waste. And so sometimes it's a little bit hard to avoid waste when it comes to party planning. So I am the queen if you come to my house of cup labels. People think it's hilarious for some reason, but like I I do have the, the, the solo cups and I have my labels. You can buy like a huge thing of drink cup labels on Amazon for like nothing, for like $20 or less, and they last forever have a Sharpie marker there. I actually like putting the labels on the cups because if you put a Sharpie marker, it wears off. But if you put a label, it stays on. Also, when it comes to like glasses of wine, I know you've all seen them, the little wine charms. I put those on the the wine glasses before everyone comes over. I don't wait for people to do it themselves because they generally won't. And then again, there's wine glasses or beer bottles or soda cans that are just sitting around that people have set down and they forget about and then they go get another one. So I definitely, definitely encourage you to do this. It kind of, if you're like me and it drives you nuts, it will kind of just help alleviate a little bit of your stress. And also on the water bottle thing too, it's, there's nothing wrong (laughs) 
with just doing some water pitchers. You can make them look really fancy. You put some sliced citrus fruits in them. I like to put lemons or oranges in the water, put some ice in there, fill them up. And when people want water, um, they can pour them for the, from the pitcher instead of grabbing a water bottle. So just kind of a little thing that I've learned again, just one of those things that kind of drives me a little batty. All right, tip number nine, buffet style is best. I mean, for most parties, unless you're going to do something really formal and sit down, um, which I'm just not that person. I'm My people aren't that people. We're just not fancy. We're super casual. Buffet style is best. You have the people that are coming late. You have the people that um, are very particular about their food. Totally fine. I just prepare the food, place it out, and then when they're hungry, they can make their plate how they would like. And again, it just sort of alleviates. I have a lot of different places for people to sit. So I encourage people to sit inside. I try to set up some spaces for kids. Um, If the weather is um, decent here, then I'll put some um, places for people to sit outside. But really, again, you don't have to stress necessarily having a party or entertaining doesn't necessarily mean you have to do a fancy place setting and set a fancy table. Just buffet style it. People can grab their plate and you can still make a really pretty table. I've done that where we do buffet style and I still like to do the cloth napkins and the pretty tablecloths. And again, people can just serve themselves and come back. And again, partying is all about spending time with the people in your life, right? Okay, the final tip. And this tip is to give those of you out there some ideas who want to entertain more, but it sometimes costs a lot of money, or maybe it's just you can't come up with a theme or an idea, and it kind of stresses you out. So I'm going to give you some ideas. And again, they're focused around food. Because again, I think if you're going to throw a party, feed your people. So here are some ideas. If you're looking for some ideas and you love to have people over, but you just can't come up with how you want to do it. And all of these ideas work really great if you decide to do potluck style. So you can assign people different ingredients that they can bring, or they can bring their favorite dish that's within this theme. So here are some ideas that I've done many, many times, and they work. They're just like big hits, all of them. The first one is a taco bar. So I like, if you've seen the um, crock pots, I'm like the crock pot queen too, um, along with some other stuff, I think. And But they have the crock pots that are like the three in one. So I will do a taco bar. So I'll do ground beef. Sometimes I'll do ground turkey. And then maybe I'll do some chicken or something. And so I just have the tacos out with all the different toppings. And then people can make tacos. They can make tacos all night long. And it's nice because the crock pots keep the um, the meats warm. Another big hit has been a make your own pizza. Um, I have double ovens, so I'm able to turn on both ovens. And again, have a dough. Sometimes we'll make our own dough. Sometimes I will buy the dough. You can actually, there are actually sometimes, um, if it's like a mom and pop pizza restaurant, sometimes they'll actually sell you the dough. 
So you can do it that way, or you could just do it super creative, like getting bruschetta. So getting like, um, uh, you know, the, the long bread. Why am I drawing a blank on what it's called? But anyway, <laughs> the bread that you cut up, baguette, that's what it is, uh, the baguettes. You can even kind of, I did this recently, like uh, for more adult party, we did sort of like, instead of make your own pizzas, we did bruschetta, make your own bruschetta. Not a lot of different toppings there, but obviously big hit with kids. They think it's fabulous. And then you have your oven uh, ready to throw it in and everyone is super happy to have their own pizza. Another big hit is a salad bar. Um, you can have a lot of different types or not a lot, but you can have like two different types of lettuce, like maybe, you know, the really green stuff like spinach and kale and um, arugula. And then maybe for people who just prefer like romaine lettuce, have two different sets and then make a different toppings or have people bring a different toppings. Maybe you have some chopped proteins like ham or chicken. You have a lot of different veggies and then just set it up as a salad bar. And everyone, again, makes their own plate and is super happy with that. Another thing theme that you can do is a pasta bar. And I've done this too, again, with my three crock pot in one type of deal. The only thing with this, it's with the pasta bar, obviously you need to kind of eat it. So this is, if, if you're doing like a, like a, a 5 to 9 p.m. kind of dinner where everyone's going to be eating at 5.30 or 6, this works really well because as you well know, like the pasta will sitting in a pot after a while by seven or eight o'clock, it doesn't, it's not great. It's all sticky, kind of stuck together. So this works really, really well for that. So you can make maybe two different types of pasta, maybe a spaghetti and maybe you make like a fettuccine. And then you can do a red sauce, a white sauce, maybe a vodka sauce, a pesto, different little things. Again, if you put them in the little crock pots, it'll keep them warm. So again, people can take the pasta and then add whatever kind of sauce. You can have some shredded cheeses, like different Parmesans, maybe a couple of different ones. And then um, Italian sausages sliced. That's really great. Some chicken. So again, you can get super creative with the pasta bar. A sandwich bar. Great big hit, especially in the summertime. I've done this many, many times where people can come in and I'll maybe, again, have like two different types of bread. And then lettuce, tomato, all of the different fixings, and then different cheeses and different deli meats that they can make their own sandwiches. Hot dogs and hamburgers, pretty, I mean, how, I mean, most of us have done that, right? That's kind of a bar in, in a sense. So, so you can have a hot dog hamburger bar again with different toppings, get cre as creative as you want, have people bring different things. Here are two um, that maybe aren't as common, and one is walking tacos. What are walking tacos? Kids love walking tacos. Back in the day, um, we called it Frito Pie, um, but it's really fun if you just get like the little individual size bags of like Fritos or Doritos or just plain corn chips, and then kids, they can open the bag and again, this is a great kid idea, great party idea for kiddos. They can put in a little bit of meat, maybe some beans, 
Um, maybe top it off with a little bit of lettuce and tomato and sour cream, and they eat it with a plastic spoon. The best part about a walking taco is they can crush the chips before they add all the ingredients if they want. So again, super fun idea for kids, walking taco bar. And of course, you can always do a dessert bar, a Sunday bar, big hit. Just have maybe two different types of ice cream, a chocolate vanilla, and go to the store and just have a lot of different fun toppings that people can make a Sunday. So again, I wanted to give you some ideas. That way, if you're just looking for something neat, you love having friends over, you would probably do it more, except you just, it, you get kind of stressed out. Wanted to give you some quick ideas. So let me do a quick recap. Tip number one, keep it small and specific. Kind of have a theme in your head. Now that I've given you some, you can go off of that. Number two, set the expectations with your invitation. Number three, hire helpers. Number four, set up zones. Number five, I jumped ahead to don't clean everything and limit access to your home. Number six is focus on the food and feed your guests. Number seven, keep your decor simple. Unless it's your thing, then go for it. Number eight is limit waste and single-use plastics as much as you can. Number nine, buffet style is best. And number 10, just come up with a theme give you a lot of different ideas and you don't have to make it super overcomplicated. Just keep it simple. Simple is always best. And I have one more final tip, not for my hosts, but for those of you out there who have been invited to a party, do your host a favor and properly RSVP. One of my biggest pet peeves, I actually hate a maybe. Don't be a maybe. A maybe tells a host, I'll go unless something bigger and better um, uh, comes up. So don't do it. It just it's, it's respectful. It's better to just decline an invitation. If you know you're not going to be able, there's a pretty good chance you're not going to be able to make it. If your plans change, contact the host directly and say, hey, look, I was able to find a babysitter or my work schedule changed or I just changed my mind. Can I still come to your event? And a lot of times I know the kind of host I am. I'm like, sure, still come, but avoid a maybe. If you get that invitation on Facebook or wherever else the invitations come from, don't don't RSVP maybe. That's not an RSVP. Have the respect. Let people know because a lot of times people are having to do their planning, their shopping, and they might be a little bit stressed out. They really want to enjoy having you over and have your company, but be respectful to them and either accept an invitation or decline it and don't make your hosts out there asking, hey, are you going to come? Did you get my invitation? Respond to it with a yes or with a no. So I hope that this helps you. I hope it helps you kind of just take some of the stress off of your shoulders when it comes to hosting a party. I love to hear more ideas. Give me some of your ideas. Reach out to me when you see me posting on Instagram. So I'll be reaching out on Instagram. Say, hey, I listened to your podcast. 
Here are some of my party planning tips. I would love to hear them. And before I go, I totally almost forgot. On my website, I have some printables that I've put up this week, and they're probably going to be there for a limited time. They're kind of old school printables that I had from a while back um, that I used with different clients that I gave them when they were help to help them do some holiday planning and organizing. So it's four different printables. They're available for only $7 on the website. So head over to my website, oneorganizedmama.com. Once you download them, they are yours to keep and use forever. So head over to my website, um, have them for a limited time. If they're, they're gone, when you listen to this podcast episode, just shoot me an email and I'll have someone on my team um, send you an invoice and, and send them over to you. Again, just $7 for the little holiday party party planning printables that uh, we had created many years ago, kind of old school coming back. I figured I would share them with you guys. So hope you're having a lot of fun. Hope you're not being super stressed and that you're enjoying the reason for this holiday season. Take care and until next time, thanks for listening to the One Organized Mama podcast.